It didn't take long for agencies to feel the brunt of how serious lawmakers want them to get on board with the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions contract. Lack of EIS progress dropped two agencies a whole letter grade. On the 11th annual Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, or FITARA scorecards. Scores came out from the House Oversight and Reform Committee yesterday. Executive Editor Jason Miller, who loves this stuff, joins me now with the latest. And Jason, we're talking about that EIS contract, the new telecommunication deal, which is supposed to be government-wide that agencies must transfer to. Is this the first time that transition to EIS has been part of FITARA scorecards? It is the first time that they actually counted. Now, last time they did a FITARA scorecard earlier this summer, they had it as a, hey, quote-unquote, you know, wink, wink, this is going to happen, agencies, you're put on notice. Now they actually counted, and it actually impacted scores. If you look across the agency scores, there's no A's this time. Both GSA and the U.S. Agency for International Development saw their scores drop, and I would contend in part because of how they're transitioning to the EIS contract. Other agencies, the Commerce Department, the Homeland Security Department, NASA, SBA, and Office of Personnel Management also received Fs on their EIS transition, which actually dropped them as well. Now, GSA, who's running the program to their credit, only received a D on their EIS transition, as did the State Department and the Defense Department. So a lot of agencies saw their grades either drop or stay stay the same because Congress was basically saying to them, hey, you're on notice. We are going to follow this. We're going to track this, and we expect it to be better. And, Tom, real quick, the reason why they're tracking this is there's a big deadline coming up in March of this year. By March 31st, agencies have to move at least 50% of all their telecom inventories to the new contract. So if they've not even made an award yet, this was we're almost into January. There's not a lot of time to meet that 50% goal. And, I'm, uh, you know, we've seen this time and again, Tom. We saw it with networks. We saw it with FTS 2001. This just doesn't happen without someone really pressing the belly button time and again. But what are the statistics from GSA about the actual progress? Because I remember something several months ago saying that at least half the agencies had begun some kind of contracting or process. Almost all agencies are have their fair, what they call fair opportunity solicitations out the door. According to GSA data as of October 31st, the most recent data, 113 out of 148 of the expected solicitations have basically been approved to be bid on or are being bid on. When you look at the next level down, there still are several that have been issued to industry, more than 132 of the large agencies, and then only 86 have been awarded. Again, a lot of this data is only through October 31st. So what happened between then and now, we're still kind of waiting for GSA to to catch up. So there's progress being made, just not fast enough. And if you look at the the deadline coming up, that that 50% deadline, only about 20% of all agencies have met that 50% or greater mark, Uh, 43 out of, you know, the, the 222 expected, uh, and, and 36, to their credit, are 100% complete. A lot of them are very small agencies that maybe had one, one quote-unquote, circuit, one very small inventory that they needed to move. So there is progress being made, and, and we know from talking with the GSA folks, they expect uh, the, the momentum to build into 2021. Will they make that you know March 31st deadline? It looks doubtful. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And, of course, just having the solicitation out for EIS, if you sit on it for six months before making an award, then you're not really speeding up things along either then, correct? It's not even just sitting on it. Then it's the protests. We've seen several protests happen, both pre-award protests. Labor Department went through that. We've seen post-award protests. We've seen different agencies go through that as well. So that's all going to add into the timeline, which is why GSA from the beginning has been saying to agencies, 
get these out the door and move more quickly so you have the time built in to deal with these issues that you know are, are going to happen with you know with a lot of major procurements this happens to be one of those that were you know if, if company a wins company b says i'm shut out of this agency for the next 15 years uh, and i see and i think there's something wrong or even if they don't they, they're going to submit a protest and i think gsa has been trying to get agencies moving but again gsa has no teeth if you will to really make it happen that teeth has got to come from omb or in this case now congress with the fatara scorecard and beyond the eis part of the fatara scorecard how did agencies do on the rest of it no agency has an A. Last time, this is back in, in, the sum, in the summer, we had two agencies with A's. That was USAID and GSA, both dropped to B's. Overall, you had five agencies drop. So you have 10 B's and 14 C's, no D's, no F's, no A's. So generally good, but these drops are disconcerting. They're not all related to EIS, but many of them are. And I, I, the other piece of this that I think is really important, Tom, is there was no hearing this time. I'm being told by sources that there potentially could be a hearing in late January, early February. And it would be interesting to see whether or not the House Oversight and Reform Subcommittee on Government Operations calls agencies who are struggling with EIS, or do they kind of continue to kind of cycle through different agencies who are doing better, different agencies that are struggling? And do they bring in the CFO? Do they bring in the deputy secretary types? Do they bring in the assistant secretary for management? Again, if there, if those people really do exist, because we're going to obviously with the change in administration, a lot of those political appointees will be heading out the door. Of course. And to have good scores on Fitara, it's all about acquisition. But to actually acquire, you need money. So the omnibus spending bill just approved by Congress, presumably to be signed by the president. How did IT modernization make out? Not great in most cases. So the big one that we all look at is the Technology Modernization Fund, the TMF. Over the last few years, the administration has asked for $150 million, $125 million, and got no more than $25 million. For 2021, same thing. No more than $25 million is going to the TMF. And, Tom, if you remember, over the summer, both House and Senate legislators wrote letters to the appropriators asking for as much as a billion dollars to address systemic IT challenges that really came to light during the pandemic. Again, those requests were left, were left unanswered, $25 million for the Technology Modernization Fund. Two other funds that you really would look at and say, okay, that's also for an IT modernization effort. One was cut, the IT Oversight and Reform, or ITOR fund, which is run by the Office of Management and Budget. They got about $12.5 million for 2021. That's down from $15 million the previous year. The only maybe piece of good news in all of this is the Federal Citizen Services Fund that's run by GSA. It received $55 million. It's about the same amount it received in 2020. But the good news is Congress approved the Federal Citizen Services Fund, the ability to carry over as much as $100 million in year-to-year -year money. So they could almost bank some money to apply it for bigger projects or just apply it for projects down the road. That's a nice thing when you don't have your money expiring above, you know, anything above $100 million would, would expire, but anything below it they can keep. So I think those are the three big ones that we look at from a government-wide perspective. Agencies like the IRS, agencies, uh, you know, like SBA, for instance, got their working capital fund approved and got a little bit of extra ability to pull money from the salaries and expenses and into their IT working capital fund. So there are some pockets that have shown more money, but those big government-wide funds are mostly down or flat. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, 
always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.